Welcome to Bro Talk. Wait, never mind. <sighs> so, real quick, this is the tenth one we're filming. Well, this episode eleven. Right? Eleven, right? Are we gonna upload this, or are we gonna wait for the John one? Fucking Justin. <laughs> um, that's. I mean, yeah. I mean, we said every. Did we say in the thing? We said like every five. We were gonna try. If we do this one as 10 and then his is 11, it's not like a huge... Alright, let's do this as 10, but like advertise that we're going to be doing one with somebody else. Okay. And advertise that it's the one we've been talking about since the beginning. That's fair. That's fair. It is going to be... I think it's going to be a good one. I hope so. Yeah. Okay. So bring it up, but okay. Yeah, so... <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Bro Talk episode 10. 10. Now I know what you're thinking. Or wait, speak for a second. Say something. Something. I know what you're thinking. You've just heard two voices. Two. And we've said that every five episodes we were going to try and do a guest. Well, a little bit of planning, problems, whatever, don't worry. Episode 11, 11. is going to have a guest. We have one booked. They're ready. We just couldn't film it right away. So don't worry. The next one, we're having a guest. Why don't you tell the fans what episode 11 is because you're pretty excited for this one. Episode 11 is one that we've been talking about for a while. No, not the conspiracy theory one. <laughs> Something we've talked about even longer. Than even that. longer. Even longer. The Last of Us episode. We have a lot of us have an opinion opinions on The Last of Us, specifically number two. Yes. Uh, and we're going to talk about it for a whole podcast because it is going to be The Last of Us Part Two specifically. Yeah. And if you don't, I'm want sure spoilers, Last of Us will be brought up a lot. The first one. If you don't want spoilers on The Last of Us Part Two. Just don't watch it because yeah. we're going to be summarizing the entire game basically. So yeah, yeah. Like don't, don't expect not to get spoiled on a game that's like three years old now. So yeah, that's fair. It, it has been out for a while, so it's kind of yeah. on you if you get, you know. But if you don't want to watch it because maybe you have plans of playing the game later, do. But Although admittedly, keep it in your keep it in your save and then just watch it after the game or watch it while you're playing the game. A little bit of teaser. Admittedly, I don't think it's like a Firewatch scenario. I think you can go into the game knowing some of the yeah. plot points. I it's, think by now, it's hard not to know the important plot points. Yeah, everybody's already complained. And yeah, there was a whole other yeah. system. Although, I mean, Except if you're... for me. I haven't got my stuff out of my system because I'm waiting to talk about the shitty game that is Last of Us 2. However, if you go on YouTube and search West Warrior, you can see some of his opinions. On the game already. A little teaser to my I believe opinions. the titled Abby Hate Part 1 and Abby Hate Part, part two. 2. Yes, yes, maybe the two-parter. But there's also another Last of Us video in between, which was just a normal one, I think. Yeah, I think I think I just made like a funny little Last of Us video. But yeah, but yeah, uh, anyway, take so take a peek on West Warriors YouTube channel and uh, <laughs> go back in time, so to say. Thanks for the shout out, Bush. Oh, I love I it. I always appreciate those. But yeah, we just wanted to fill you in that. Uh, it's coming. It's coming. I do uh, a guest episode is coming. We know you guys like those guest episodes. Yeah. I think I think episode five is one of our most popular, actually. Episode 5 was the one and only Quinn Tower. Quinn Tower appearance? Sorry, I didn't get the memo. No, I, I saw that you were wearing our merch, so oh, I decided okay. to rep somebody else's yes. merch. Yes. Yeah, awesome Q. The, the guest we had on episode 5 is now a professional wrestler. He was, I think. At the time? Yeah. Oh. He's been doing it since last summer. I think he was in school, but I don't think he had like an event yet, right? Or did he do an event? I think he did his first one by then. That's how much we care about Austin Q's professional wrestling career. <laughs> I care, Q. <laughs> no, we actually do care. It's very cool. Um, but anyway, I think we should go on to more of our up 
upkeep phase because oh, this episode he almost said no <laughs> screw the upkeep but then he's like wait a minute yeah i think we normally talk about what the episode is in the upkeep right? yeah i think so we are doing <laughs> sorry for the you want to say your part is my part first or is your part first your part is first actually i'm going to be doing two parts because uh, i know we promised something and then we kind of forgot about it so we're going to give you those wrestlemania results in this one right uh we finally have the tallies on that so Yep. That'll probably be the first thing we talk about. That can be. Then James also has... Um, so, it's an idea that me and Wes came up with. Um, I'm going to be doing this for the Yu-Gi-Oh! side of things, and he's going to be doing something similar for Magic in the next episode or two, where I'm going to show him some some cards uh, on screen. You're probably not going to see it because it's audio for you guys, but I'm going to show him some cards on screen. He's going to tell me, is it a good card, a bad card, or is it just a straight-up fake card that I got off of Reddit? Mm-hmm. Because I don't know much about Yu-Gi-Oh, so it's going to be, is that card real or fake? And if it is real, is, is it a good, good card? Or is it a bad card? Yeah. So, some, and I think that will be interesting. It's going to be hard to tell. Some of them I didn't know were real when I looked at them. Oh, yeah? They're just that good or yeah. bad. I was told that one of the arts in the fake card is a Magic the Gathering art. Yes. So I'm hoping I pick that one. One of these cards has a Magic the Gathering art, but like I said to West, it's not one he's probably super familiar with because it is from an unset. But I see. I think I'm gonna get it because Yu-Gi-Oh has a different art style. I yeah, I could be, but I could be wrong. You could be wrong. Could be right. Could be wrong. Um, the art style for Yu-Gi-Oh, admittedly, was one thing in the '90s, one thing in the early 2000s. Like it changes oh, every like decade. Oh, okay. So yeah, I don't keep up with Yu-Gi-Oh at all. But and I then, guess so does Magic. Like the art style for Magic changes a lot. That is too. fair to say. Yeah. Then, and then the second part of the episode, we're bringing back in a way the combat phases. We know you guys love those. Uh, I have ten. Quite, or, or, or close to 10, I think it's 9, 9 Ooh. questions that are like, would you rather do this or this? And we're going to discuss them. I also polled my 10 voters that I normally have for combat phases. And then when, I, when we do the magic episode, uh, Bush here is going to hit me with 10 of his questions. Yes. Or 9. So, it's going to be very similar, these two episodes. Yeah. But I think the plan here is to do this episode, do The Last of Us, and then do the magic one to have yeah. a little bit of a split between them. And then hopefully... I don't want to make any promises. He doesn't want to make promises. But hopefully after the magic episode... Conspiracy time, conspiracy baby. Conspiracy time. It's conspiracy yeah. Although, time. John... I did that one on purpose. Then magic, then conspiracy. That would that would put us right at a guest. Again. Yeah. That would put us at another guest. I think at that point it's your turn to pick the guest. Oh, jeez. Sperry, sit back down because we're bringing, <laughs> we're bringing <laughs> us some cue. <laughs> Damn, so close. You know who would be a good guest? Who would be a good guest? Verge. Verge would be a good guest. Because, hey, I don't think he listens to podcasts at all. No. Let alone ours. I think Verge would be fun. What would we talk about with Verge? I don't know. That's the best part. What would we talk about with Verge? What would we talk about with Verge? What wouldn't we talk about with Verge? He's just... I'll ask Verge. I think that'd be fun. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Anyway, that's a long ways away. Don't get too excited. That's Yeah, that's down the pipes, maybe. We Mm. don't know. We maybe just... Tease something that may never happen. We too. might not get, be able to get Verge. Maybe Verge is a, a hard get. He is. He's like the Brad Pitt of our friend group. He is the Brad Pitt of our friend group. Can <laughs> yeah. you imagine? Jeez. Yeah. Oh, All right. I think we're ready to move on to uh, the WrestleManias. The WrestleManias. Yeah. So, but this is main phase. This is our main phase. This is our main phase with the WrestleMania results. Do you want me to read you the match results and then the tally at the end? 
Let's do that, yeah? Sure. Do you, by chance, have what I picked as well? Yes. Because I, I don't remember a lot. I recently just listened to the podcast, definitely not in the last 20 minutes or so, mm. and got both of our picks. Okay. And put them down, as well as the results and our results. Okay. So, I'm just going to do them in the order of I wrote them, which is not the order of the matches, or the Wikipedia, or the way we did it. I don't know how I wrote this order. No but... worries. No worries. So, to start us off, it was Usos versus Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Do you remember who you picked? I think I picked... Rick Boogs? What was Rick it? Boogs. Boogs. I think I picked Nakamura. You picked the Usos, as did I. Oh, okay. And nice. the Usos won. Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Hmm. Who do you think you picked? I think I picked Drew McIntyre. You did, and so did I. Because right. that one was a... That one was a... Yeah. Fun fact about this match. Corbin's finisher, the end of days, has never been kicked out of until this match. Oh, I was just going to tell you that I knew that. I didn't know that. Yeah, so Drew kicked out at the end of the days for the first yeah, time. Because I know that was like what he was taught. He had to talk with like Vince McMahon, and yeah. Vic McMahon asked, asked him. He's like, "Would you rather be champion or have like a finisher that no one ever kicks out of?" And he picked that one. So Man, no. Uh, I no. mean, dude, admittedly, one person out of five years. Yeah. Is great. Yeah. That's a great ratio. The next match, Miz and Logan Paul versus Dominic and Rey Mysterio. Let's go. Logan Paul. You chose the Mysterios, as did I. However, Miz and the Paul won. Nice. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. I think I chose Becky. You did, as I chose Belair, and I got the point. Fuck. So this one, you chose your own stipulation for this match. Um, it's Cody versus Seth Rollins. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Instead mm -hmm. of choosing one of the people, because we didn't know the match was confirmed yet, mm -hmm. uh, you said... You're going to put your point on it not happening, and you want me to put my point on it happening. Yeah. Which I did. Yeah. And it did. Yeah. I knew that. I, re I read about that one happening. Because I, I didn't think they were going to be able to get Cody, because I thought he was like AEW right now. He was, but he left, like, literally, like, two weeks he before. He left? Yeah. Really? Yep. He's hey. now WWE. Oh, see, I thought he was like the Vince McMahon of AEW. No, he was more like, you know how like Triple H or Shane McMahon? He's kind of like that more so. Okay. Yeah, he's not the owner or founder. Like, that's Tony Khan. Oh, he's Tony like Khan, a, okay. He's like a, a president, kind of, like an EVP. Okay. Shout out to presidents everywhere. And then, finally... Oh, no, sorry, I skipped one. Uh, Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. A skippable match. Uh, I think Ronda. You did choose Ronda. I chose Charlotte, and I was right. Fuck, you so creamed me. And uh, the final match on the first night was Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens. Give me Stone Cold. I gave you Stone Cold. So did I. And he, of course he won. Oh, yeah. Kevin but Owens, it Kevin. was like a 10-minute match. Oh, really? Stone Cold took a suplex on the cement. Not even just the padded area. But they went out to like the crowd area, cement area. Damn. And Stone Cold got his ass suplexed. All right. Night two, we got Edge versus AJ Styles. Give me Edge. You took Edge, and you got Edge. I took AJ. Got nothing. All right. All right. Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. I don't know either of those, so give me Pat McAfee. You chose Austin Theory. Fuck, And right. you, here's your theory. That was the joke. Oh, yes, right. <laughs> I chose Pat McAfee. After this match, we didn't put any predictions, but after this match, Vince McMahon got in the ring and had a match with Pat McAfee. Huh. Uh, anything goes match. And the 77-year-old Vince McMahon beat Pat McAfee. <laughs> Nice. Did Pat win his actual match? Pat won against Theory, yeah. Oh, okay. And then, sorry, there's another bit. Stone Cold came out. 
and delivered the worst Stone Cold Stunner in the history of Stone Cold Stunners. I think I saw that. I think I saw as that. well as maybe one of the best Stone Cold Stunners of Stone. Mm. Um, Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Give me Johnny. You took Sammy. Right. You lost the point because it was Johnny. God damn it. Um, Seamus and Ridge Holland versus the New Day. Seamus. You took New Day. I took New Day. We lost the point. God damn it. Uh, Roman versus Brock. Give me Roman. You took Roman. I took Roman. We got the point. Let's go. All right. All right so these are some longer matches here. That's why they're on a different page. RK Bro versus the Street Profits versus uh, the Alpha Academy. RK Bro. You chose RK Bro. I chose Street Profits. I was apprehensive. I, I decided to go with that. But you got the point. All right. All right. All right. Uh, Lashley versus Omos. Is this our last? Match? There's one more. Oh, okay. Arguably the worst one is last. Okay, so give me Lashley. You took Lashley. You got the point. All right. Did you not? No, I took almost. Oh. This last one, admittedly, nobody got any points. It was Sasha and Naomi versus Carmella and Zelina Vega versus Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley versus Natalia and Shayna Baszler. We both chose Liv and Rhea. However, Sasha and Naomi won. Okay. Interesting. For those keeping track, West got seven points. All right. And the Bush got nine points. Oh, you really did good then. Yeah. You beat me by a lot. Damn. All right. It was close. Fairly close, comparatively. I think we tied on actual predictions. I, I don't. I didn't get the score. I don't think for actual predictions. But. Yeah, I always have to ask. Yeah, I never think to ask. <laughs> All right. Dang. All right. Cool. Good thing we didn't bet anything, though. Yeah. We, we realized we should have bet something. It would have been cooler if we did, but yeah. we didn't. That's our mistake. Maybe in the next one. Next year. Next year, though? I'm sure we can find something to bet against. Yeah. We, don't we have a pizza bet right now? We, we kind of do, but they don't I, know about it. Okay. Do you want to talk about that real quick? Sure. I think I can throw a pizza, frisbee style, more than 30 feet. 30 feet? Yeah, right? Isn't that what the number was? I thought it was 20. Oh, 20. I think All right, adding, I'll take it to 20. I think you're yeah. adding 30. I think I can throw a pizza frisbee style, 20 feet, and James thinks I'm crazy. A cooked pizza, by the way. Yeah. Not a frozen pizza, because obviously it yeah, might be a little easier yeah, if it's yeah, frozen. Yeah, yeah. Like a frozen floppy disks pizza, I still think I could make that go 20 feet. He thinks he could, a fully cooked ass pizza, he can throw 20 feet as a frisbee. Yeah. I say I don't think it's possible, unless you ball that shit up, but that's not what he's trying to do. No, like frisbee style. Feet. So we might get a video on that later. Um, yeah, if you're we listening, just, share your opinions online. Yeah. Let us know what you think. We don't want to buy a pizza and then chuck it. You know? yeah. Every time I buy a pizza, I eat it. Yeah, so it's going to be an investment, this video, it is. obviously. It so is. It's gonna be... We need to be in a secure financial position to, <laughs> yeah. to recreate this situation. Yeah, but I think I can do it. And, and this is just going to be a cheese pizza or, at most, a pepperoni pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to go anything too fancy, just in case the toppings throw everything off. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I need the aerodynamics. Aerodynamics. Yeah. Anything else you want to add on that? How would we... So, what, you go to a pizza place and be like, hey, can I get a pizza? Don't cut it. I thought we were just going to buy a frozen pizza and oh, put it in the oven. buy a frozen pizza and cook it. That's yeah, true, too. That's probably cheaper than buying a whole-ass pizza. That's definitely cheaper than buying a like, whole-ass pizza. Yeah. All right, no, that's all good for me, man. Okay. Uh, so moving on to our Yu-Gi-Oh Yu -Gi uh, card game oh. here. All right. So the game, the name of the game, Yu-Gi-Oh, good, bad, or fake. All right. Are you ready? Yep. 
All so right. you're probably going to have to read a lot of these cards because I don't necessarily know right. what's important and what's not. Yes. So the first card we're going to start here with is a classic Monster Reborn. Oh. Monster Reborn allows you to target one monster in either player's graveyard and special summon it. Hmm. How are you thinking? Do you think that's real? Do you think that's fake? Do you think that's good? Do you think that's bad? I... Okay, I'm going to talk about some stuff I see. I okay. see down in the corner there, it says first edition. Right. Which means this would be an early card, right? Not necessarily. I oh, think no? the first edition in cards means like that's the first edition of that card. Uh, Not necessarily that it's like... So that's like the first set it was released in? Yeah. Okay. Like this is the first edition of Monster Reborn or Blue Eyes or something like that. Give me... Target one and special summon it. I don't know what special summon So, okay. Is. So you have... A few different types of summoning. Ritual summoning, which you need a spell card to cast. Fusion summoning, which you need things to put together. You have your normal summoning, which you can do once per turn. Tribute summoning, which counts as a normal summon. But special summoning, you can do as many times in your turn as, as possible. Okay. Then, this is a real card. That is good. That is good. Yeah. I'd say it's good. Yeah. yeah. And it's real. All right. I'd say it's good because it allows you to target the monster from either player's graveyard. And put it onto the field and special summon it. So it's not counting as a summon. It's not coming in defense or attack. Okay. It's just coming whatever you want it, and you're special summoning it. I say it's good personally. Okay. So is this a card that you see a lot in like tournaments or stuff? Or I'm I'm not familiar with the tournament scene, but like in our play group. In, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's I a good card it in your play. Group. I use it a lot. Okay. Our play group, I think, used it a fair bit. The next card, very similar. It's called Call of the Haunted. Hmm. I'm going to read this one to you because it's a little, little bit more font here, a little bit smaller. Select one monster from your graveyard and special summon it in face-up attack position. When this card is removed from the field, destroy the monster. This card being the Call of the Haunted. Uh, when this, excuse me, when the monster is destroyed, destroy this card. I'm going to say... This card, go back to, can you go back to the other card by chance? The Monster Reborn? Yeah. And now go forward? Hmm. This card's fake. This card's fake? Yeah. And do you think it's a bad fake, a good fake? Like, I think it, if it was a real card, I think it would be good, admittedly. Okay. It's a real card. Oh. And I don't think it's a bad card because it gets a lot of play. I think personally, I prefer Monster Reborn over this. Okay. Because this stays on the field and can be targeted as a trap, destroying the monster without the monster ever being so destroyed. So it makes your monster easier to be killed. Exactly. I get that. All right. It's more vulnerable that way, in my opinion. And like I said, this has to be face up attack position, where like when you special summon, you can do whatever. Yeah. And don't worry. Yeah. Are we? Getting, we're gonna post this somewhere, right? Post this. This uh, PowerPoint. Just. So yeah, yeah. When when we're doing the video. Show. They'll see it, like, right here. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so if you're listening to the audio, sorry. Yeah, if you're listening to the audio, just know what I'm saying, I guess. And if you want to Google a card, Google a card. Yeah. Um, if it's fake, unfortunately, I don't know if you're going to find the picture or not, but sorry. <laughs> All right, on to the next one. A classic. D-Boys. That's D-B-O-Y-Z. It's a fiend with a flip effect. So when you play it, you want to play it face down, and if it gets flipped up, you can then special summon any no any number of D boys from your deck in face up attack position. Then you take a thousand damage for each monster special summoned by this effect. 
It has 100 attack and 1,000 defense. This is a fake card. This is a fake card? Yeah. God, I wish. It's real. Oh my. D-Boys. Do you think it's good or bad? Uh, this would, this is probably, this is bad. This is bad, admittedly, because D-Boys isn't good on its own. And then when you can just bring them in and pay a thousand life points, it's not amazing. Yeah. It's not amazing. Okay. All right. It would be more, a little better if instead of in face-up attack position, they came in face-up defense position. So that way when they got attacked, you didn't lose life points. But A, they only have 100 attack. So if they're getting attacked, you're losing life points because of that too. Yeah. With the 1,000 defense, at least you'd have a little bit of defense. So... Real card. Uh, the art's a little cheesy. Yeah, that's what. Well, that's why I thought it was fake. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. No worries. So, so far you've got one right. Yeah. Alright, so this is a combo pairing. Whew. There's a lot to read here, so I'm going to just pick up my phone here and read for you. Okay. The creature card is Traveler of the Heavens. You can banish this card from your graveyard and add one Traveler of the Heavens from your deck to your hand. If this card is normal or special summoned, you can add one Scroll of the Heavens which is going to be our spell card here, from your deck to your hand, and you can only use one Traveler of the Heavens effect once per turn, and only once that turn. Uh, The attack is 1,400. The defense is also 1,400. The Scroll of the Heavens, which is what's brought out by the effect of Traveler of the Heavens. When this card is activated, add one Traveler of the Heavens from your deck or graveyard to your hand. During the turn, they are special summoned, XYZ monsters you control cannot be destroyed by card effects or be tributed. Once per turn during your opponent's turn, XYZ summon one light monster by using a light monster you control as XYZ material. Uh, and that just explains XYZ. So do you want me to explain XYZ to you? Or? No, it's fine. Okay. And then you can only activate one scroll of the heavens per turn. Okay. And like I said, this is a creature and a spell combo, kind of. Because like I said, you kind of bring this out with the creature. First things first, I'm going to say... I'm not going to say if it's real or fake yet. Okay. I'm going to say, this does seem good. Is this a good card? Because it's like a combo card, in a way? Okay, I'd say it, it's 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 not bad, it's not good, it's, it's, it's okay. Okay. Because of the effects of the XYZ thing. If you run an XYZ deck, that could be very useful. Okay. So it has its uses. I wouldn't say it's bad. I wouldn't say it's amazing. Now here's good or fake. Here's what I'm going to say. A. I notice that the wizard in Scroll of the Heavens is the same wizard in Traveler of the Heavens. Which means that it was done by the same artist most likely. Okay. You can very clearly see it's the same. However, if we take a look down at the bottom left corner of each card, we see the number. Zero three one six four nine two eight. Okay. Which is the same number on both cards. Admittedly, I don't know what that number means even. But that why would it be the same? Go back, go back a card. Seven nine two seven nine three nine seven. Go back nine go back one more. They all have the same date too, and I know these cards aren't all from the same set, so I don't really understand. I don't know what anything on the bottom of the card means. No worries. Oh, that's what I've been looking at most of the time to see. But okay, but it's the same number. Why would it be the same number on two cards? I have no. Like I said, I don't know what any of that stuff at the bottom means. Is it the same because they interact with each other? Hmm. These are thoughts of a madman. 
These are fake cards. No, because it's the same wizard. These are this is... fake. These are real cards. These are real cards? These are real is cards. This the... You've gone back and forth a lot here in your thought process. Yeah. Is this your final answer? This is my final answer. These are real cards. Unfortunately, they're not. These are fakes. Oh. These are fake cards created off of the subreddit custom Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Damn. They're so good someone's fakes. really good. They're really good fakes. Because, yeah, that is the same wizard. Yeah. So Dang. I don't... I'm sure if I went back on the post, you could probably get the links for the arts and stuff. Which, you know, if you want to look through the I subreddit... I imagine whoever made the cards made the arts, right? I'm not 100% sure. Some of them, yes. And then some of them, like I said, one of the magic... One of the cards is a magic yeah. card art. So. Well, I'm just saying for this one specifically, because it's the same guy. So yeah, you'd it's prob He's probably like an artist that also does Yu-Gi-Oh. It's possible, yeah. It's that true. same number in the bottom corner should have gave it away then. Damn. Because I know whoever made these cards probably just didn't bother changing that number. Probably. You're probably right. And you you made me sweat a little bit when you started pointing that out. I'm like... Dang. Genuinely, I don't know what that means, but genuinely that, like you said, should have gave it away. Yeah, yeah. Dang. All right. All right. Let's go on to our next card here. Foolish Burial. It's a spell card, and you get to send one monster from your deck to the graveyard. Hmm. You know what? This is a real card. This is a real card. Is it a good card, though, or is it a bad card? This is a good card. It's a fairly good card, yeah. It's a, it's a real card. It's a fairly good card. Um, there are other cards on the Foolish set, such as Extra Foolish Burial. Which allows you to take from your extra set, extra deck, and put it in the graveyard. Okay. This is good because of the first two cards we just looked at. Yeah, exactly. Real Monster Reborn and Call it the Haunted. Let's them be easily. There's a legendary card I have in my Nethful deck, which is Magic the Gathering. That is literally the same thing. It's like yeah. unmarked grave. It's search your library for a creature card, put it into your graveyard, and it's a yeah. good card. Yeah, it's very good because it's an easy way to cheat things out in Yu-Gi-Oh. It's just put it in the graveyard, and you can get it later. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Awesome. Easy one. Easy one. Easy, easy peasy. One. Yeah. Let's go on to the next one. The swords, or excuse me, just swords of revealing light. Flip all monsters your opponent controls face up, and this card remains on the field for three of your opponent's turns. While this card is face up on the field, monsters your opponent controls cannot declare an attack. I missed the spell card, sorry. So this is like targets flipped cards. So like, you can put face down cards and then have them flipped up. It doesn't, like any, in those three turns, the, the opponent could put down face down cards. Okay. Just judging by that wording. Like, yeah, all it does in the beginning is flip them. The more important thing from, I think, the sentence here is monsters your opponent controls cannot declare an attack. Probably more important because you get three turns of safety. This card. Flip. Hey, this yeah, this card, you know what this card is? Real. This card's real? Yep. And is it real good or real bad? This card... It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Like I said, you get three turns of safety, and it's real. It's kind of like uh, Magic's, or Yu-Gi-Oh's original like Propaganda, in a way, right? It's a don't attack me spell. I suppose, yeah. Sense. Propaganda lasts a lot longer than three turns. But That's fair. Yeah, it's pretty good. Alright. It is real? It is real. Nice. Shout out to Israel, man. Yeah, love them. They gotta be listening, right? Oh, yeah. All right, the next little fella Ooh. here is our weather report. He's an aqua creature. He has 950 attack, 100, excuse me, 1,500 defense. And his effect is a flip effect also. Destroy all of your opponent's face-up swords of revealing light 
cards on the field. If Swords of Revealing Light is destroyed, you can perform your battle phase twice this turn for your next turn. If activated during your opponent's turn. Was the in brackets bit. This is a real card. This is a real card? Yep. And do you think this is a real good card or a real bad this card? This is a real good card. This is a situationally good card. Admittedly. Because okay. of, you have to have the Swords of Revealing Light in your opponent's deck. Mm. And it's a real card. It's, it's a real card. It is real? Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, alright. What, what made you think this one was more real than... The art. The art? Yeah. This art looks more real than the past. This... I remember the Yu-Gi-Oh cards. They have weird backgrounds. And this art is a weirder background. Alright. So, yeah, as soon as I saw that, I knew this little boy was real. Who's... Uh, you know Roly Polioli? Yeah. Uh, for, the, for our listeners at home, think of Roly Polioli holding a umbrella and farting. And he's on, like, uh, the, the Japanese sandals with, like, like the, mm. the stilts on them, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good art. Cute yeah. little fella. On to the next one? Yeah, on the next one. Alright. This is a fake card. This is a fake card. Yeah. Well, let me just, let me read everything out for the viewers, uh, or the right. listeners, rather, not the uh, viewers. That's a zombie? This is Ash Blossom and Joyous Spring. It's a zombie tuner card with zero attack, but 1,800 defense. Now, I have to read this because it is in small print here. When a card or effect is activated that includes any of these eff quick effects, you can discard this card and negate that effect. Add a card from the deck to the hand, special summon from the deck, send a card from the deck to the graveyard. And you can only use this effect of Ash Blossom and Joyous Spring once per turn. So essentially, uh, just to recap what that means, if Ash Blossom is in your hand and your opponent either adds a card from the deck to the hand, special summons from the deck, or sends a card from the deck to the graveyard due to an effect, you can then use Ash Blossom, discard it, and then negate that effect. Okay. It's a so lot it's like of wording. A yeah, it's like a counter spell that stays in your hand. Okay. Because it, most things have to be on the field in Yu Gi Oh! Yeah. This is a good card, but it's fake. It's a good card, but it's fake. Yep. It's a good card, but it's real. God damn. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a meta it's a pretty meta card. Uh, uh, yeah. It's kinda like there's this new meta that's based off of this card and a few other cards where it's just called hand traps. Where you play most of the cards in your like the game in your hand instead of on the field, even though Magic or Yu Yu is a field game. So this reminds me of Magic's version, Force of Will, which is just a zero mana counter spell. Yeah. So like no one ever. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah, because clearly by the attack they don't want this on the field. Yeah. It's only got a high defense in case it's ever needed on the field, but you know. You ready for the next one? Yep. Uh oh, we got some leg. Yeah. This is a real card and it's actually pretty good hang on one sec viewers for some reason we're, we're lagging i'm not sure what happened there my screen is not connected anymore god damn it all right the production of this show you bring me on and show me this this is how you treat your viewers my viewers you're not a viewer you're a, <laughs> you're a founding father oh. this is your baby this is Oh, what's happening? Just keep keep talking to the, the fans. For so a when I woke up today, it was one forty nine, and I went on TikTok, and I watched some videos. Then I left my room. I went to the bathroom, which I noticed was closed door, so I knew someone was in there. I said, uh, "Games." 
Do you have your phone on you? He replied, yes, I do. And I said, what time is it? And he said, it is now 1.59. I told him, I'm sorry, man. When I went to bed last night, I told you I would be up at 2. So I'm going to go back to bed. So I went, laid down, got up one minute later, went back to the bathroom, which Bush was still inside. I said, what time is it now? He said, 2. And I was like, all right, I'm up. True story. True story. Oh, sorry about the little uh, delay there. No worries. Uh, West gave us a, a beautiful recap of his morning while I was setting up uh, another way to get the I cards. I just realized I clapped. You did. I did, yeah. Clapped some cheeks. Um, <laughs> the next card on our list is another spell card. It's also a fake card. It's also a fake card, West thinks. It's a fake card. It's Polarmization. Fusion summon one fusion monster from your extra deck using monsters from your hand or field as the fusion material. And you think this is... It's a fake-ass card. It's a fake-ass card? You yeah. seem very confident. Can oh. you explain your process here? Again, sorry listeners, but viewers, you'll notice that the art is cut off. The top of the jack-o'-lantern guy's head there is cut off, and the dragon's left foot there is cut off, and I refuse to believe that they hired an artist to draw this... And then didn't put his full art in there. That'd be, that'd be stupid. <laughs> so this is a fake card. Alright, if it was real, do you think it'd be good or bad? <laughs> it would be... Uh, it'd be a good card. Alright, this is real. Damn! It is one of the most important cards in a fusion deck, because it's the only way to create fusion cards. You need this and the fusion materials to, to make the thing. Um... That is not the first artwork, but it is very much real artwork. They that sucks. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I always hear people say that Magic the Gathering has better artwork, but like that is horrible. Yeah, it's not amazing. I can show you the real like because you know what I mean. Like they cut off a lot of the art. Yeah, I can, I can show you the first like art of this later, but I don't have it in the slide. Yeah. You ready for the next one? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, this one. I didn't get a very good image of this. It's a little blurry, but it's called Gift Card. It's a trap card, and it, ga it gives your opponent 3,000 life points. Okay. That's all it does. Now, is there some effect in Magic where if you have so much life, you lose the game? Uh, or, I mean, in Yu-Gi-Oh? I'm, I'm, sh I'm pretty sure there's some way to do that, yeah. Like, it's a very niche thing. Mm. This is a real card. Okay. But it's bad. It is, in fact, not great. <laughs> but it is also a real card. All right. Um, like I said, it's not as popular as it is in Magic, but, like, yeah, there's some effects where, like, card effects require you to have less life than your opponent or something like that, so you might need to boost their life to do oh, that. Okay. But, yeah, it's, it's overall not amazing. Okay. Yeah. And the art's kind of blurry as well, even on the real card. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You ready for the next one? Yep. Hungry Burger. It's our first ritual card. It's a warrior with 2,000 attack and 1,850 defense. Um, this monster can only be ritual summoned with the ritual spell card Hamburger Recipe. And you must also tribute monsters whose total levels equal six or more from the field or your hand. So just the ritual cast cost. Yeah, it's just basically a normal ritual card with 2,000 attack and 1,850 defense. What are you thinking? This is a good card. This is a good card? Yeah. But do you think it's real or fake? I think it's fake. You think it's fake? Yeah. Why is that? 
couple things. A, if it was real, I feel like you would have had the hamburger recipe card also up there. The Japanese flag in the top of the burger, I don't think they would put that there. Because Yu-Gi-Oh! takes place in Egypt, right? Kinda, yeah. yeah. And, also, this burger could have been a lot of things. One thing I would not class it is a warrior. No. Beast, monster. Well, technically all the cards are, are monsters. Oh, well, some. I, I wouldn't have gave it a warrior class. Those are my three points. So you think it's fake, but you think it's good. Yeah. All right. It is indeed real. Damn. All right. <clears throat> Hamburger recipe is a real card as well. Damn. The real way to ritual summon. Did I say this was good or bad? This is not great. Not great? Just because it's, it's one of few ritual cards where, like, it doesn't have an effect as well. Oh, okay. But, like, it's it's not horrible. It's See, a six-star I feel like ritual. if I got into a magic, or, sorry, if I got into Yu-Gi-Oh, that's a card I'd be interested in. Yeah, it's a good card. Like for you. Oh, okay. Because you love hamburgers. Like, that's yeah, like yeah. your pastime is making ham like and that. eating hamburgers. That's true. But yeah, this is all real artwork. I have a problem. Uh, they really chose that this was a warrior. Damn. The Japanese flag, too. That's weird. Yeah. I'm not. I, like, I think most of the game is. Most of the first series is like in Egypt, but I think maybe later it veers into like Japan and stuff as well. Uh, I don't really fully know. I'm not going to lie to you. And can I also say another thing that, that why I thought it was fake? Yeah. It's missing the number down in the bottom left corner. Yeah. That's fair too. Again, I don't know what the All signs mean. are pointing to fake. I don't know what the numbers mean. <laughs> they gotta mean something. What do the numbers mean, Mason? What do they mean? Are you ready for the next card? Yeah. Alright, it is called... Yo Jo Friendship. It's a spell card, a limited edition spell card where you offer your opponent a handshake, and if they accept your handshake, each player's life points become half the combined life points of both players. If you have unity in your hand and show it to your opponent, they must accept the handshake. Uh, can I ask a couple questions? Certainly. A, what does limited edition mean? Um, it, um, like a special edition. Okay. It's not like a... So this is... is this And does Yu-Gi-Oh! have like unset things as well? This would be as close as it would get to like an unset kind of thing. But like you could play this in the tournament technically if you wanted to? I don't know if it would be banned or not. Like depending on the ban list of course. Oh, okay. okay. This is a good card. This is a good card? Yeah. No, it's not. But it's is a bad it real card. or it's, fake? It's a bad card because it's... It, they can decline your handshake, so then you're down a card. You don't want to be down a card in Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, but, this is real. This is real? Yeah. It is real? Oh, shout out to Israel, man. They're great. It's so one of they're only, I believe, the wiki said three cards with the actual anime characters on them. Oh, okay. And it's like a limited edition thing. Like I said, it's similar to like the unsets. I doubt it's tournament legal, if I'm going to be honest, but maybe. And, uh, yeah, it's not good. Just not good. Yeah, there's no, like, real... It's just yeah. not good. I mean, you lose half your life, but says your opponent. Yeah. Alright, thanks. That's another one I got right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. On to the next one. Alright, this is a class act here. His name is Jinzo. He's a machine card. Uh, he's got 2,400 attack, 1,500 defense. And he has a, an effect here where trap cards and their effects on the field 
cannot be activated. Negate all trap cards on trap effects on the field. So, <sighs> good crack. All right, this is a real good card. This is a real good card. Yep. All right, and let me into your line of thinking here. So, a that number's back. Bottom left number. The number was actually on the Yojo card as well. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah. Um, the reason I think this is real, honestly, is right there. Speed Duel. I noticed the last real card that said Speed Duel. Sorry. Let me rephrase. Rewind the tape. The last card that said Speed Duel was real. Okay. Is there anything else that, like... It just looks like a... It looks like a Yu-Gi-Oh card. It looks like when a Yu-Gi-Oh. When I think of a Yu-Gi-Oh card. And you said you think this is good. I think it's good. Explain why you think it's good, if you have any real... I, I know traps were a big part of the game. It would be like, to me, thinking about this magic-wise, it'd be like if you had a creature that said, you know, players can't cast instant spells for as long as this is on the board or something yes. like that. You know what I mean? So, A, it is real. Shout Again, out to Israel. Shout out to Israel. Shout out to Israel. B, it is good if you've built your deck around it. Because much like... You don't like, want traps in your own. Yes, because much like we said, it's players. So, like, nobody can use trap cards, yeah. even yourself. So it would be like if you couldn't use instance in, in Magic because of the effect. Yeah. I mean, that's, like, there's decks in Magic that do that. Yeah. Or Ur, Orberg the Unbound or something like that. He's just, like, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, it deals six damage to, like, the player or whatever. So those decks, they just don't run non-creature spells. Yeah. Really. yeah. So, yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jinzo's one of the ones that I have that I was, like, can be good, it can be bad. Yeah. It really depends on how you build your deck. Okay. Alright, are we ready for the next one? Yeah. This one is the Humble Sentry. That's Sentry with an S, by the way. Hmm. Uh, it's a spell card, and you have to then reveal your hand, choose one card, and shuffle it into the deck. Okay. This is a real card. Okay. And I think it's bad. It is a real card, and it's not that great. Uh, when I was looking into it, the only real way you'd want to use this card that I can think of is if you're about to use a discard your hand effect, but you want to keep this card like in your deck kind of thing. Okay. I mean, that would be the only use so you for to, it. like, protect a card from... Okay. Yeah. But aside from that, not amazing. Yeah. Not amazing. You're right. And is there, like, instant speeds and stuff? So like if an opponent made you discard, could you play this to save something? Or no. Else? So the only instant speeds are like like Ash Blossom from earlier. Oh, right, right, right. When it says like you can use it in a f response to something. Okay. I like the art, though. You do? Is this like one of your favorite arts so far? It's probably. That guy wearing fishnets looks pretty nice. Okay. I think it's supposed to be chainmail. Yeah, but it looks like fishnets. If Kinda, they wanted yeah. to be chainmail, they should have drew it better. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's go to the next card. The next card is this young little lad, the Inexperienced Spy. Select and see one card in your opponent's hand. This is a spell card. Fake. Fake? Fake card. Do you think it would be bad or good? Or yeah. Can I ask you a question? Certainly. Are looking into opponent's card, like hands, is that a common effect in Yu-Gi-Oh? I wouldn't say super common, no. Then this is bad. Okay. And why do you think it's fake? They go back to that. Because first. it's a spell card, but the art is very clearly a creature. So my train of thought here <laughs> is that that is a creature card somewhere else, 
Okay. But someone just kind of screen capped it and then put it into there. Also, the background of this guy, very clearly red. That's the colors I'm getting. That's the vibes I'm getting. Okay. But it's a green card. Okay. I feel like this is a cre- This is a red creature that someone took the art from and made this card. All right. Final answer. He's not correct. God damn this it. is a real card, and it's not really good. So he's he's correct on the bad part, but it's a real card. The backgrounds don't match. I know. That's a horrible card. Like it, visually, that looks horrible. And it's, why is it a creature card on a spell? He's just a he's just the inexperienced spy. He's, he's not very good at his job, clearly, and he's just helping you out. You know, he's as good at his job. He'd show you the whole hand, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, the only way that this could come in handy is if you're car- if you're worried about your opponent having one card in their hand, like an Ash Blossom or something, and you want to see to make sure before you attack or do something stupid. Yeah, it's the only way. But he's more useful if it was things on the like face down trap or spell you could see. So not super useful. On to the next one though. Chaos Void Dragon. He's a dragon card with three thousand attack, two thousand seven hundred defense. He is an 8-star monster, so he does require some tributes to get in there. And he does have quite an effect, so let me just see if I can read this here. You can special summon this monster from your hand by banishing one or more monsters from your graveyard. um, That, excuse me, from your graveyard, that levels add up to this monster's level. If it is special summoned this way, you can draw a card. If a spell or trap card is activated by your opponent, you can send the top three cards of your deck to the graveyard to negate the activation and destroy it. And if it does, your opponent cannot activate any spell or trap cards for the rest of this turn. Couple things. A. Do you know getting magic wise buys from this? Yeah. Cause of like the Great Distortion. Oh. Because he has a very similar counter throwaway card. Hey. However, yeah, so I think this is a good card. I'm start I'm start right there. Okay. This is a good card. Good card. But it's fake. But it's fake. Yeah. And why is that? Because the art looks cool. <laughs> the complete opposite direction of all the other fakes you've said so far. Yes, but like, see, this isn't Yu-Gi-Oh art. I've seen dragons in Yu-Gi-Oh, and they don't look this cool. Alright, so you think it's a good card, but not a real card. Exactly. And I am here to tell you, you're 100% correct. Oh, let's go. Plus, who's going to make a fake card and make it bad? You know what I mean? I mean, I guess. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right, you ready for the next one? Yeah. I mean, there's one other thing I'll point out here. This is one that does have something that should give it away as a fake card as well. The the weird thing down there. From your graveyard, that levels add up to this monster? Well, that's some spelling mistake. But that is semi-common in Yukio because oh. of the Japanese translations. Oh, okay. However, down at the bottom right, uh, 2015 Get Junked Mate. Didn't even see that. Didn't is the that. Uh, the copyright on it. Didn't even see that. Dang. All right, are we ready for the next one? Get Junked Mate. Yeah. It is your homeboy, the Master of Oz. This is our f- first fusion card. And the fusion materials here is Big Koala plus Des Kangaroo. It is 4,200 attack and 37 defense. This is a good card. Okay, but is it real or fake? It's real. It's real? Yeah. What leads you to believe these things? Because... 
the art looks like if I took a koala and a kangaroo and I put them together. That's good. That's what I feel like someone just doesn't have that art in their back pocket. Maybe you know somebody I mean? drew it, fan art. Can't imagine they did. Well, somebody at some point definitely drew it. <laughs> but they drew it in mind of it being mm. a koala and a kangaroo together. This is a good, real card. Final answer, Jeff. Okay. This is indeed a real card. Uh, I'd say it's not horrible. It's pretty high attack. Pretty... Yeah, the only way you could say uh, it's not great is now in the like, Yu-Gi-Oh meta, anything that doesn't have an effect isn't really great anymore. But I would say like this is still not a bad card. Mm. Just because, you know, it's beef. Beefy beef. It's a beefy boy! For those who don't get to see the picture, because they aren't watching us on YouTube for some reason, um, it is a koala top half and a kangaroo bottom half, green with boxing gloves. And, uh, and McDonald's shoes. And a heavyweight champion. And it looks like, yeah, Ronald McDonald's shoes, because I assume the kangaroo's feet are large, right? Yeah. And if you're watch if you're listening to this on Spotify, we love you, you know? We do. Um I don't you should definitely check us on YouTube as well. This is a this is probably a more YouTube episode. This might be yeah, a more visual episode than our other ones. But yeah. Because I know like Awesome Q, he only ever listens to us when he's driving. True. Yeah. Some people listen to podcasts when they're driving, that's fine. Yeah. This one will probably, like, this segment will probably make it on YouTube as a segment itself. So maybe just check yeah, out the Yeah, we can probably upload this before we upload any of the other ones. Like, yeah. this might go up early. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty easy segment to edit and pop on there. So Yeah. We'll probably do that. You'll probably see this on here. Good. Pretty, pretty soon. Yeah, so just keep an eye out for that. As well, let's keep an eye out for this next card. Oh, dude, that transition, is... though. Whoops. Whoops. What is our quality. next card? The production quality in this episode, James. Bush, sorry. Oh, I just dropped your whole name. <laughs> <laughs> in this episode. What is happening here? PowerPoint just doesn't like to work. Close your eyes, buddy. Alright, let's start it up again and hopefully that'll work. If you go back okay. to like the PowerPoint screen... And I just click down one. Alright, this is where we are. Alright, this is gonna be our next card, so so spoilers for the the West West Warrior here. Alright, our next card is another classic, obviously, Karibo. He's a fiend with three hundred attack and two hundred defense. During damage calculation, if your opponent's monster attacks you can then discard this card and you take no battle damage from that effect. This is a real card. Okay. And it's good. And it's good. Yeah. What leads you to believe these things? The real card comes from... Uh, hey, let me describe the art to the listeners. Okay. I would love to hear in your description. In the movie, cult classic Barnyard, there's a scene in the barn where the cows and barn animals are all dancing to the song they kick over this box and this little hairy ball comes out and starts dancing around and goes crazy they screen capped that movie that creature from that movie and they put it in a, a Yu-Gi-Oh card that's the art anyway, I genuinely don't remember that scene you don't remember that scene I genuinely scene. don't and like you just they're all like 
I remember the dancing. Slapping their feet. But, and I remember the stomping the feet, but I don't remember this furry You don't remember the little, little, the little ball? No. The little hairy ball? I don't remember the little fluff ball. <laughs> Dude, I know what we're watching. Does he have, this. like, the, the, the dinosaur I, arms? I, he has, like, he has, like... The hands and feet. I don't remember what they looked like. I so think for Karibo here, it's like dinosaur arms for some mm. reason. I don't really know and why. And Pac-Man eyes. And Pac-Man eyes. Yeah, that's another distinguishing feature. Anyway, also, the fact that you said Karibo. Okay. Let me know that it was real right away. Why is that? Because I look at that and I... My, you pulled that card up and I was like, how the hell do you pronounce that word? And then it just flew off your tongue <laughs> seamlessly. So I was like, oh, he's heard this before. This was not a Karibo. Mm, you know? That's close. It was a Karibo. That's her. That's on me then, I guess. It is a real card. <laughs> yeah! Um, and yeah, it's, it's the first ever hand uh, hand trap card we had. It was, nice. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was the meta. It was good. There are still... There are millions of different types of Karibos at this point because they're just that popular. Oh, yeah. So it's like Pokemon Unknowns. Kind of, yeah. Kind of, yeah. In the, in the anime, it was more of like... Uh, Yugi's pet card. Like, he knew it wasn't a great card, but he had it in his deck. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We all do that every once in a while. Yeah. You do it with Spellbook. Exactly. Are we... Hopefully, this is going to show us the next card. Let me go down here. It didn't, so just close your eyes for a second. Uh, Wes, I mean... Like, the production quality in this podcast is unbelievable. I, I... It blows me away that you would have me on. I'll blow you away. Oh. Yeah, we're going to take a quick minute here uh, while James blows me. Alright, this is our next next uh, creature here is Lava Golem. He's a fiend. Uh, he's got 3,000 attack, 2,500 uh, defense. And the effect here is it cannot be normal summoned or set. It must first be special summoned from your hand to your opponent's field by tributing two monsters they control. You cannot normal summon slash set the turn you special summon this card, and once per turn during your standby phase, take a thousand damage. This card is real. Okay. But is it good or bad? It's bad. It's bad? Yeah. Why is that? I see a lot of stars up there, which means that this card is harder to cast, plus the effect down there that you just read off. So, yes, yeah, from the effect... You don't tribute your own creatures. You tribute your opponent's creatures and give this to your opponent. Oh, and then it, and oh, then, and then it, overturn, they take a thousand damage. Yes. But they get a three thousand to five thousand. Yes, exactly. Sorry. Hey, you know what? This is a good card. And you think it's real? I think it's real. Is there anything that stands out here that makes you feel like it's real? I suppose I should. Um, the art looks lame. It looks real. No, the art looks bad. Sorry, can't use lame anymore. Right. It was actually a bad word. Well, I'm here to tell you, this is, in fact, a real card. Oh, shut up, that is real. And I would personally say it is in the middle. It can be useful. It could be not useful. It looks like it's a fun card. It looks, yeah, exactly. It's a fun card. Exactly. It's fun. Fun doesn't always mean good or bad. Exactly. Exactly. I don't think this is going to work if I just tap it now. So we're going to go back. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's cool. We can keep doing this. The production quality of this podcast is outrageous. Luckily, they can't see this. This is a good card. This. Or this is a real card, sorry. This What's is a real that? card. Because that's a weird little gremlin holding Pot of Greed. Yeah. That's Pot of Greed. Yeah, you're right. All right. This card is called Jar Robber. 
And you can only activate this card when Pot of Greed is activated. Negate the effect of Pot of Greed and draw one card from your deck. Oh, so they literally made a counter for Pot of Greed? Maybe. That's funny. Somebody did. Was it was it Konami or was it, uh, you know, a random person? This is a real card. This is a real card? Yep. And, and it's good. And it's good. Yep. This is a real card. Yep. I agree. However, due to the banning of Pot of Greed, not a good card. Dang. You'd but this was good when it was made. It, it would have been good when it was legal and made. Because everybody that being a problem. Everybody would have had Pot of Greed in their deck. Yeah. However, now that it's banned, you have to like, it has to be a home style game. And you this have to be like, hey, I have Pot of Greed. And they have to agree to a kind of thing. Damn it. So, good at the time, not good anymore. Yeah. Is that a skeleton chef in the background? I don't know. I, the card's too blurry, I guess, for me to see. So. God damn it. Get, be better, Yu-Gi-Oh. Are you surprised I knew that was Pot of Greed, by the way? I'm pleasantly surprised, yeah. That's a very popular card. Oh, and that's a very popular card, so... Yeah. The production quality of this podcast. Let's do this. Blows my mind. Sorry, we're going to take another quick second here. Um, West Warrior's going to tell you what he's had to eat today. Uh, today, so far, I've eaten Orville Redenbacher's popcorn. Uh, the pre-pop stuff that you get in the bag. It's I got the, s- the sweet kettle corn flavor, I think it's called. It's been pretty good. Admittedly, I think I like the movie theater butter version more. But I was feeling adventurous last night when I bought the bag, so I wanted to try it. I've also had one ice cap. Uh, don't really know who considers that as eating. Some people would argue that I drank it. I would also say I drank it. But if someone told me that I ate an ice cap, I wouldn't necessarily fight them on it. Do you prefer the pre-popped or like the microwave pop popcorn? Orville Redenbacher? I prefer their pre-popped. Wow. Yeah. Is there a reason for that? They don't have good pop. Corn. I don't like their pop popcorn. You know what I mean? Where you pop it. Okay. Or red bucket. Is there a reason or is it just not great? I just don't like it. I just really don't like their popcorn. However, my favorite popcorn in the world has to go to Act 2, the blue box. The blue box, yeah. Which, which is... uh, they don't make pre-popped popcorn. So it being my favorite and it being pop popcorn is pretty good. And you like the extra butter? The extra butter. The yes. extra butter. Yes. Wow. Because admittedly, their butter... Has no butter. I've never had their no their no butter option, but I can't imagine. I don't know what that is. Do they piss in it? What do they do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because their butter has no butter, so their no butter must be like weird. Um, but they're I'm just gonna before. It's getting darker in here, actually. Oh, that's still good. Yeah, it's fine. All right, uh, I do have a backup. So are we ready for our next card? Then we've learned that about our dear friend West. I don't. Has there been anything else I ate today? I don't think I ate anything else today. I don't think so. And I've had half a water. Half, not even. All right, the next card here is called Mimicking Man Eater Bug. It is a 450 attack, 600 defense insect card with a flip effect. When it flips, you can target one monster on the field and destroy it. And if you do, this card then gains attack equal to that monster's original attack. Then you can change this card's card type to that monster's original type. This cannot be destroyed by battle, cannot be destroyed by the effects of monsters with the same type. 
This is a real card. Okay. Real it's bad. Real bad? It's a real bad card. And what makes you think that combination? I just you read a lot of words and I never nothing really jumped out at me. Like, oh I would play this, you know what I mean? Like okay. insects. You know, Magic the Gathering has insects, and they're not <laughs> one of the top prizes. Can't enough. imagine they are in Yu-Gi-Oh! either. Uh, so I don't think it's a good card. 450 and 600 doesn't seem worth it to me necessarily. But I think it's real. Because down there, the copyright claim is 2022, Studio something, and then a bunch of like weird words I can't really read, but I've seen those before on other cards. Yeah, so it says down the bottom right, 2020 Studio Dice slash the Japanese word for their studio. And TV Tokyo Konami. Yeah. This is a real card. This is a real card. He's he's right. Let's go. Say it. This card is... I would say, personally, I think it's a good card. Oh, God damn it. It's an improvement on a previous card they had called Maneater Bug, which that card was just flip and destroy one monster. So because this mimicking one, Maneater Bug? Well, it's mimicking Maneater because, if you remember the effect, when you destroy that card, you get their attack and defense, and you get their card type. So if your opponent's playing things like, say, a mountain, which buffs everything of that card type on the field, you get the buffs from that. And it then there's even more stuff. It cannot be destroyed by battle, and it cannot be destroyed by the effects of monsters with the same type. So if your opponent is playing like a tribal deck, you can't destroy it, basically, unless you use spell or traps. That's fair. That's fair. I, kinda, I, think, I, I think I blanked on that. I think when you read that part... I was trying to read the down the the button. Yeah. Gotcha. You're trying to focus on the the other stuff. Yeah. Again, maybe other people might not like. When I'm saying good or bad, it's pretty it's much a, opinion. It's an opinion. It's an opinion. Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, when it comes to Yu-Gi-Oh, your opinion's like the only one I hear, so I trust your opinion. Thank you. I appreciate that. No worries. I appreciate that a lot. No worries. I'm not that great. Well, well, not with new stuff. But are you ready for the next one? I think I am work. ready for the next one. Oh, I did work like that. This is. Oh wait, pause. Pause. Go back real quick so I don't have to look down. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can go back. What's happening? Okay. I forget what I was going to say. That that took me out of my train of thought. What was I going to say? Oops. How do I... I... I don't know. Oh, right. I was going to ask. Has the magic card come up yet? Have I passed the magic card? No. I'll let you okay. know when you do. Okay. 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 Oh, my gosh. What? I'm ready for the furry porn. Alright, the next one. Again, furry porn is a hyperbole. There is no sexual... Uh, I mean, it's furries. Though. There's nothing... No, no penises or vaginas or breasts on here. It doesn't need to be. Uh, just to make sure we're, we're still representing for our semi-PG audience. So, Anyways, this is Shallow Gun, the powerful Shogun for hire. If I was a furry, I would get off to this art. And as well... The for hire is actually fur hire, uh, fur being F U R. <laughs> it is a beast warrior card with twenty seven fifty attack and uh, twenty three fifty defense. This does have a lot to read. So this card is special summoned. If this card is special summoned, sorry, you can send one card from your hand or field to the graveyard and then add one card for hire from your deck or your graveyard to your hand. And if you do, deal 300 damage to your opponent for each monster for hire you control. Once per turn, during either player's turn, you can destroy one card your opponent controls during the end phase. You can either special summon or add 
add to your hand one monster for hire from your graveyard, or, excuse me, from your deck or graveyard, except Shallow Gun, the powerful Shogun, far higher. Sorry I made a few stumbles there. That is just a lot to read, and I'm a little dyslexic. I will say, the sheet that he is pulling uh, the katana out of is fur, and that's funny. It is, yeah. That's good. Anyway, so this is a good card. Um, no doubt in my mind this is a good card. In the reality of the world, you have to assume that that sheath is probably somebody's tail. That's true. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is a fake card. Why is that? Because it is literally furry. Like, don't want to... Full disclosure, sorry if you're... I don't think we have a PG audience. This is furry porn. Someone drew this while wanking themselves. <laughs> Well, wanking themselves. Yes. Wow. So you think it's a good card, but a bad, uh, excuse me, a fake card. It's a fake card. Great card, but it's a fake card. It, if this is real, this changes my opinion on Yu-Gi-Oh. Admittedly, I purposely didn't choose any uh, sexually based cards. Mm -hmm. So I can show you some that might change your no, opinion no, on Yu-Gi-Oh. No, no, like, well, it's fake ones. I mean, people have fake Porn magic cards. You know? I'm in real ones. Oh. Um, but this, this Shogun Fur Hire, mm -hmm. this fella, he's fake. Okay, thank God. The Fur Hire has real cards in Yu Gi Oh! Um, they're just like animals, like rabbits or what have you, and they have a job that they do for hire. Okay. So it is an archetype, however, not a well supported archetype. So when so I found this guy wanted like a commander for that. Archetype. This guy was trying to fix the archetype, so he had more than just this one. But this was like the best one that I saw that looked the realest. And yeah. Anyways, well, this well, card would probably be fake pretty quick. This would probably be uh, pretty good if you had more for higher support. Yeah. But because we don't, it's probably not that great. It is a pretty strong card, admittedly, for for seven stars. I think that is yeah seven stars. So you know, yeah. Not bad, not great. Not real, not but real. fake. Shout out to Pakistan. What? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not real. Okay. Whenever we shout out Israel, now we're shouting out Pakistan because it's not real. Gotcha. And they're gotcha. like at war. Are you ready for the next one? Can I just... Mm. Yeah, we're good. That is a dude. <sighs> that don't matter to the furry community. All right. Oh, this one's a lot blurry, and I genuinely apologize for that. Um, it's called Arcane Legal Counsel. It's a spellcaster with 500 attack and 1500 defense. When this card is normal summon, pay life points, so LP, sorry, in multiples of 500 up to 2000. And if you do, replace a lawyer counter, excuse me, place a lawyer counter onto this card for every 500 life points paid. Uh, when your opponent activates a card effect, you can remove one lawyer counter from this card, and if you do, negate that effect. If this card is destroyed, gain 250 life points for every lawyer counter still on this card. So it's like a way to counter spells, and if it dies before you get to counter spells, you just get some of your some of your hard spent life points back. Mm. This is a fake card. Excuse me, and why is that? There's no copyright down on the bottom. There's no copyright down the bottom. Admittedly, sorry, it is kind of cut off. I see that it is cut off, but there should, I would still be seeing like the little tips of letters. You know what I mean? The little I suppose, tips. yeah. All right, but do you think it's good or bad? Yeah, it's a good card. 
It is a good card. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's fake. And I'd say it's it's fairly good. Um, there's not a lot of things that do that that'll give you like negate counters essentially. Mm. So it's pretty good. Yeah. So is there like lawyer counters? Is that a real thing? No. Oh okay. I don't think so. I think that's they were just going for that for flavor of the thing. Oh, okay. As well, this is our magic card. This art is Oh, oh I I think it's for a card called Rules Lawyer, I'm pretty sure. Huh. That's funny. Yes. That's funny. Yeah, I, I never would have recognized that. I didn't know that card. Damn. Damn. And it is from the unsanctioned set, so uh, like I said, I didn't fully expect yeah, you to. I don't play unsanctioned. Unsanctioned's for other people. Yeah. 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 Other people. Other people. Other people. I'm going to double check, but I think that was our last card as well. Oh! It was. Look at that. All right. Right, now it's time for West portion. I am going to put the lights on here because I don't know. No, it's not dark on the camera, but it's dark for me, you know? That's fair. Check out in the camera, make sure we're not like glaring. Thank you very much. What? You're welcome. Yeah, I don't like the light. Oh, wait a second. What? <laughs> it's my friend's birthday today. Oh. And I had an auto send text. I said it a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> And it just said. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know who that is, but. It was a random friend that got really upset with me last year because I forgot. Oh. So I was like, dang, I'm not forgetting next year. So I said, an, I, I put an auto send. <laughs> Hang on. It's okay. They're not close enough to listen to this podcast, I don't think. And if they are, I'm screwed. <laughs> I just sent you my guess on who it is. Yes, you were right. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I think I heard that story, actually. Oh, yeah? Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, so we're done my portion of the podcast. This is all West now. Yes. Now it's my turn to just sit back and listen to West. All right. So these are going to be Would You Rathers, or like Would You Push This Button, stuff like that. Yeah. The first one was sent to me by Q. So they're like Would You Rathers or Moral Dilemmas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh... I never did an actual poll for this one because it was more of a joke, but okay. I figured I'd read it off for the podcast just so uh, you can hear it. All right, let's hear it's it. It's called The Silverback Gorilla. Oh, God. You are deep in the mountains on a skiing vacation. You notice a bus of around 69 innocent school children <laughs> are dangling off a mountain. You don't have the strength to pull, uh, you don't have the strength yourself to pull the bus back to safety. Uh, but you notice a silverback gorilla with a raging erection walking towards you. The gorilla communicates that he will save the bus full of the children if you make sweet, passionate, yet aggressive love to... If he's allowed to make sweet, pass, passionate, passionate and aggressive, and aggressive love. love to your asshole. Obviously, <laughs> this gathers the attention of a live news helicopter and is now broadcasting the situation live. So basically your choices are... Uh, save the bus, but you will have your asshole obliterated by a silverback gorilla on live TV. Uh, you won't die, although you may want to. Or two, let the bus full of 69 innocent school children fall to a painful, slow, burning death. I'd let the kids die, personally. Do I know any of the kids on the bus? Uh, no, they're just 69 random kids. Did I, how did I get such an exact count? Uh... Probably like the bus driver. Help! 
There's 69 kids on this bus. Oh, help. There's 70 of us on this bus. And 69, 69 of which are children. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd let the bus. Fall? Yeah, I mean, I will. Damn. What do I have to lose? That's fair. Uh, it's not like I could do anything. Two comments to this were... I don't even think the gorilla could, honestly. <laughs> gorilla could try. <laughs> gorilla could try. Yeah, I think the gorilla... I don't know. But uh, the two comments were... Sperry said, are you projecting trauma? Oh. And uh, Dennis said, what the fuck did I just read? <laughs> so, yeah. Hang on one sec. Just... And you said you didn't send this out in the poll? I did not pull this one, no. So, yeah, those are the only two answers you're getting from this one. Our two no's, we would let the bus fall. I just want to, I'm just doing a quick Google here. How much does a bus full of children weigh? Jesus. And it, on average, it's about 24,000 pounds. Do I think that the silverback gorilla is going to hoist 24,000 pounds to wreck my asshole? And, by the way, is this wrecking do, happening before or after? He, I think it happens after. Like, he saves the children and oh. then you submit to him. Oh, then, by all means, I'll let him try. I think he's going <laughs> down with the bus. Oh, okay. I don't think he saves the children. Okay. I think either way the children are dying. Mm. So yeah, we'll we'll let him pretend. We'll let him think he's gonna get to, to have his way with me. Hey, you know how horny people can be, you know? Strength, like mothers saving children, oh. dudes being horny. That's mm. a brawl. That's a brawl. You don't want to put yourself on the wrong Especially side. East Indian dudes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Boobs and vagine, you know. That's fair. Anyway, sorry. Uh, what's the next one? So the next one is. Would you push this button? Ready? You gain $10 million. <laughs> but you become a walking EMP grenade uh, that goes off randomly every five minutes or like one day. So in between every every day or five minutes, random EMP grenade. Uh, with It has 10 to 100 foot radius, which is also random. It does not shut down things permanently. That's good. But it does have like a one hour reboot times for whenever things get shut down by it. Uh, do EMPs, do they give people headaches as well? No, I think it's just like electronics. It just okay. disables electronics. It's like if you're driving in a car, it goes off, pff, you're stranded for an hour. You know what I mean? If you're playing video games with your friends, it goes off, pff, you lost connection with your friends. And your lights are gone. You know what I mean? Like mm. It can be irritating, but is it worth $10 million? Hmm. I will say... I said no, I wouldn't. Yeah, I think I'm leaning towards that way as well, but what did the polls say? We had two people say no, and four people said yes. Did they give any rationale for that? Uh, this one, I did not screenshot any rationale, because there wasn't a huge conversation on this one, unfortunately. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd be curious as to maybe why some people would have chose Yeah, that yes. is an interesting one. I personally would say no, I probably wouldn't let that. I can tell you... Sperry and Quentin were two of the yeses. Really? Yeah. And this is one of the earlier ones, so there's not as many votes. They get heavier in the votes. And I later screenshot who said what specifically, because right now it says plus two. Gotcha. I don't know who those other two were. Uh, All right, yeah, no, I, I don't think I'd want to be an EMP. Yeah, I think that's too risky for me as well, because like, think you couldn't really travel anywhere, you know? Yeah. You Sure, you bought like a new oh, top-tier gaming console, and what if it shuts off every once in a while? It's like, yeah. eh, just get it irritating. Um, <clears throat> next one. For our voters with an appendage, would you rather... Tell me penis? Yeah. Always be hard. All right. Or never get hard. All right. 
This is one that me and James have talked about before. Yeah. Uh, do you want to hear the results first, or do you want to say what you think? Let me hear what, what Team Neverhard and Team Hard are saying. So, okay, let me see if I got some... Um, Maybe this will help me make my final decision. Because I've gone back and forth the past three days, uh, and this right now, in this moment, when I make a decision, this is my final decision. All right, I have to go find some of their discussions. But yeah, there was a there was a big dis- team battle on this one. Um, yeah, like you can't obviously use it for sex if it's never hard, but you can't go into public pools if it's always hard. Like, oh, there's so much. <laughs> People were debating uh, whether this would be medical. There would be medical problems to always right. being hard because if you have an erection for more than four hours, typically Obviously. it is a medical emergency. Yeah. I did say in the chat, in this scenario, your body adapts to it. It's like a genetic thing. Like you've been in this for yeah. your whole life. Uh, is it your whole life, or is it just like a now you're just always hard? It's now. It's like now you're always oh, hard, okay. and then or you never get hard again. Uh, so Dennis said. Always being hard would be pretty inconvenient for day-to-day activities. Uh, a lot of people were like, sure, we understand that argument. Uh, Quentin said, I'm already, I'm all, <laughs> already always hard. Uh, so he was fine with that. Oh. Um, see, the thing is, they go back and forth between discussions on like which one they were talking about. So it was so random. Uh, let me scroll for a while. And what were the vote count for that one? The vote, we had seven voters on this one. Okay. Do you want me to read who it was? Just give me the results first. By the end of it, because very early on it was like split, yeah. three and four. However, this morning when I screenshotted these, we had seven votes for always being hard. Oh, they all went? They all switched. And Damn. we had zero votes for never getting hard again. Damn. They were able to sway the entire chat. Yeah, always being hard people were a lot more aggressive, and they... Yeah, I will admit, from what I saw, Sperry was the last person to jump ship. He was originally Team Soft. He went to Team Hard. Uh, we actually had two females vote as well, and they chose that they would always be hard. Oh, wow. So, no worries. Yep, Sperry, Awesome Q, uh, Emily, Lindy, Jeremy, Zach, and Dennis were all always being hard. Damn. Yeah. Damn. So what do you think you would be? I guess I'm, yeah, I, I was leaning towards the always hard because you just would learn to live with it, right? Yeah, I feel like it'd be, yeah. If everybody knew you were always hard, it wouldn't be as embarrassing after a while. You know what I mean? Yeah, you just walk up to somebody at the, you know, walk up to a kid full, a pool full of kids and be like, sorry guys, it's a medical condition. Yeah. I just can't control my <laughs> erection. Yeah. Well, I was thinking like hanging out with the bros or whatever wouldn't be embarrassing. Obviously, if you went to like the bank. Are you not always erect when you hang out with the bros? No, I'm not, no. unfortunately. That's surprising. Another thing that was brought up a lot actually was uh, your mother's funeral. <laughs> that was what? the thing that was brought up a lot for the Never Get Hard tribe. They were telling people... That's such a specific scenario. <laughs> Do you want to go to your mother's funeral hard? Yeah, but that's just one day. But eight hours out of my life. One day. Rough. You're going to be at your mother's funeral for eight well, hours? Well, I mean, assume like I have to you know, organize it and that kind of stuff. Uh, that's fair. It's a, long, it's a long experience. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, seven and zero for that one, which was shocking. Yeah. 
What's more shocking is that it was very uh, heated, and then they all switched. Yeah, it was a genuine debate in yeah, your chat. Yeah, don't. Worry. I think I'm gonna post this chat somewhere. I don't necessarily know where right now, but because there was a good, there was a good couple, couple of things. Yeah. What was the next one though? The next one. Would you rather live life without forks or spoons? So, like for the rest of life, you no longer get to use a spoon, or you no longer get to use a fork. But knives stay. Knives always stay. Then I'm going to say... And, oh, one thing that was brought up a lot in the arguments of this one that I later shot down were sporks. In this universe, sporks no longer exist. Do chopsticks still exist? Uh, no, because I canceled out sporks, so I'm also going to cancel out chopsticks. Wow, you're destroying the whole culture. Well, I don't even use forks or spoons. They can use their hands. Anything you eat with chopsticks, you can eat with your hands. You know what I mean? Wet ramen noodles? Well, sure. What? Straw. I, I did say straws still exist. Just use two straws. Okay. <laughs> Do sticks still exist? Sticks Put two exist. sticks together, all of a sudden they're chopsticks. <laughs> if, if one person ever holds two sticks with their hands, with the one hand, two sticks, it, they just fall apart. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. Well, the reason I was asking about knives and chopsticks is, I mean, you can stab with... A stick that or with a knife. That was something that was brought up a lot. Was and like using the, the practicality knives. of a, a fork is that you can stab and scoop. If you're going to already scoop and you have something else to stab. Yeah, but now do you, you want to stab like with a knife? Like go like... Put it in your mouth. And then... What if I told you when I eat pork chops sometimes I cut that pork chop, stab it, and put it in my mouth. That's rough. Rarely even use my that's fork. That's rough. That's a, that's a... My mom would always yell at me for it. Well, I don't it doesn't seem it. safe, but I do it a lot. I'm gonna say spoons because how are you eating soup? No more spoons. That's what you're saying. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna keep the spoon. Oh, so you're gonna say no more forks? Yeah, sorry. I'm no more spoons. How are you gonna? Eat? I mean, you don't like soup, but how do people eat soup? Uh, no more spoons. Tribe, we're saying we'll straw. What? They're gonna drink their soup. That's what they're saying. I don't eat spoons. I, don't I eat know soup. you don't eat soup. So but fine. can you imagine, like, like a. Like a, like a soup with, like, you know... Chunky bits? Yeah. Well, lick the bowl. Lick the bowl? Yeah. Wow. I mean, you might as well just tell them to use their hand. You were fucking monster. You were trying to get people with chopsticks <laughs> to use their hand for noodles. So the votes for this one. You were no more for it. Yep. Along with Sperry, Jeremy, and Tala. Some reasonable people. Uh, however, I am no more spoons, along with Quentin, Emily, Zach, and Dennis. So we outweigh you guys. You do, apparently. So, I'll just saying. Damn! Yeah. Oh, right. This was a fun one. <laughs> the last ones weren't? No, this was one that I thought was fun. Okay. But I didn't really pick up in the chat with this party. Oh, so nobody else thought it was fun. Yeah, no one else thought it was fun. Which curse would you rather pick? Okay. So you have to get cursed. Here are the options. The Midas touch. However, you can still touch food. Your brain will know your intentions. Can you still touch yourself? Yes. Okay. I think he could too. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Because like in some versions, if he starts, he sometimes touches himself. And he... I know he kills his wife, but I think he like, can touch Sorry, himself. not in the Midas, but like in some versions of like curses where they get cursed with it. Like all of a sudden they touch themselves and they start turning. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. You can still touch yourself and you can touch food. Okay. Or Medusa's stare with brackets... Sunglasses do not prevent this effect because I know in like the new Amazon Prime commercial she wears sunglasses, but it's like fine. And and sorry, I want to have or don't want to have. You have to get one of these curses, so it's more which one would you rather get? Do gloves prevent the Midas touch? 
Yes, but keep in mind now you're wearing gold gloves, which are probably a heavy, and it's not like you get fingers. So you're kind of like you know slapping together with two, like you're holding books, doing everyday activities with books. I'm gonna go with the Midas touch. Midas touch. Yeah. I trust also the Midas touch. You know what I'm saying? Disagree. I <laughs> went with Medusa's stare. Wow. Just because I think that one's a lot easier to live day to day with. You're killing people. Well, people I don't like, sure. Bonus, but like. You're killing people you like, too. No, no, no. no as long I, as they look I'm at sure you. If someone, like, if, if you knew, you'd be like, entering your room. I'd be like, okay. How and would I'd they like find close out? my eyes and look away. How would they find out? Well, clearly, I'm, I look at people and they turn to stone. That's making the news. You know what I mean? How are you not in prison? Well, because it's not in my control. How do like have you ever seen a movie with mutants and stuff? They don't really give a shit. Well, anybody that comes to get me, I'm gonna look at. And then you're gonna then it's in your control, and then they're gonna be <laughs> Well, I think Medusa Stare is better. Because I can still play with you guys. Like yeah, you can. PlayStation and stuff. I guess, yeah. You know, over party chat, like, hey, how you guys doing? Magic the Gathering, I can still play Magic the Gathering. Couldn't do your job. I couldn't do my job, admittedly, but I think I could make money off of being a Medusa. <laughs> oh. Anyway, the votes on this one were uh, Emily and Dennis went with Medusa's stare with okay. me, and Sperry, Awesome Q, Jeremy, Zach, and Tala went for Midas Touch. Yeah. So you you got that one. Damn right I did. Uh, are you aware with the snail's dilemma? Yes. Okay. The snail dilemma. Uh, except for this one, is $10 million. So an unkillable, highly intelligent snail... Forever follows you around, but you get $10 million. <clears throat> would you take the money, or would you say, nah, fam? I want to hear yours first. Your opinion. I said, nah, fam. <clears throat> Why? What life is it? You know, you're always going to be on edge. Like, oh, shit, is that snail here? I had a lot of people trying to be like, <laughs> well, I would do this, and I would do that. It's like, no, those plans are going to fail. You know? But with $10 million, I mean... Invest half and use the other half to travel the world. If you're always going around the world, the snail's always going around the world. Yeah, but uh, the money's going to run out. Maybe. If your investments fail. And it's a very painful death. It's like the whole thing. It's like the most painful death. But I mean, if your money runs out and if you're worried about the snail, just shoot yourself. You're not unkillable. The snail's unkillable. That's fair. But like... If you're in a situation where you're worried about the most painful death... Just I just, I couldn't live my life knowing, like, I, I feel like you'd be so paranoid all the time. To be fair, we live the snail's dilemma every day. Death is always following us. Now not, we get 10 not, million dollars. Not an excruciating, painful death. We don't know. Well, Who knows? Dead people? No, I know I'm not going to get the most painful death in the world when I die. I can say that with a fact. You could be sleeping sound and then all of a sudden your house goes on fire. Yeah, fire is not and necessarily then you, the most painful I mean, it's death not in the world. world. It's not pleasant. It's but, not pleasant, but... But there's been worse... What do you think is the most painful death right now Plus, in the real world? Fire when you're sleeping is actually a really good way to go. Well, I mean, you'd you probably wake up. Because of smoke inhalation. Oh, maybe. Yeah, what yeah, do you yeah. think is the worst way to go in the world right now? Not the snail, obviously. That's not a real thing. But, like, in real. Eaten by ants. Eaten by ants? Yeah. Okay. Falling on, like, an anthill and getting eaten. You see Indiana Jones? That shit looked yeah. like it sucked. They did something similar in the scorpion cane, only it was scorpion size. Mmm. Um, that movie sucks. So, so yeah, I'm taking the money, and I'm I'm having a journey. All right. Well, I said no to the money. Uh, so did Zach because Zach says I don't want to leave my house, and he didn't 
want the snail to come in his house. Lindy also said no. However, Sperry, Quentin, Emily, Jeremy, Dennis, and Tala all said, give me the money. Damn right. Give me the money and run. Give me the money and run. What's next? The next one is another good one. Would you rather have a personal chef 24-7 that cooks for you whenever you want it? And, like, you get it whenever, what you want, whenever you want it. Food is unshareable. That is a thing, unfortunately. You can't share it. Does the chef get some? No, but he enjoys cooking for you. So okay. he, you ask him, like, you wake up at 2 and you're like, hey, make me a pizza. He's like, oh, perfect, yes, I'd okay. love to do that right now. Because I feel bad if, like, the chef wasn't getting anything. Yeah, right. no, 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 the chef gets off on making you food. Okay. Well, it's a weird way to say it, but all <laughs> yeah. right. Um, and what's the other option, sorry? The other option is solve world hunger. <laughs> yeah, it's an option, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that is an option. Ugh. What does it mean to solve world hunger? Nobody will ever die of starvation again. Okay. And anybody, every kid that's like, you know what, I really want this right now, they get it. Within reason, of course. With the chef, are we paying extraordinary amounts of money every time he makes the food? No, no, it's all coming out of his pocket. He's enjoying it. He's a lovely guy. He's like, thank you. Oh, man, I'd love to. What? You want an ice cap right now? Yes, I will do that. I will cater an ice cap for you. Or so he's not going to go pick up the ice He's going to make the ice cap himself. Well, he can go. If you want, if you say, hey, can I have a pizza right now? He'll make you a pizza. But if you're like, hey, can I have a pizza from Awesome Pizza? I'll go and get it. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with the chef. You monster. And let me tell you You monster. Because of that definition of world hunger, we're already like pretty close to, to solving world hunger in the way that it's described there. You monster. So. What? So from now on, everybody that starves to death in Africa or other countries there you go. is on you. Exactly. All because you wanted a personal chef. You selfish bastard. No, I mean, I wouldn't even say they're on me, personally. But well, I can accept you some, solved it. I can accept some of the blame. You could have solved it. Because you know who else could solve it? The government. You could have solved it. What are you saying? Uh, I, I kind of already have... The by the way, I already, I already kind of have my own personal chef. If I say, Wesley, you want to make burgers tonight... I'm getting burgers That's tonight, true. let me tell that you. That was Emily's point. She says, I already have a personal chef uh, called Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, it was also funny, though, because early on, uh, Emily said, I would take the personal chef. And then Jeremy was like, why? And she, she goes, because there are people out there with money that could solve world hunger, and they choose not to, so I'm not going to. And then Jeremy said, that mindset is the exact same reason why those people aren't solving it. And it was just a really funny point, because he was right. So, can I just guess... I think that Tala, Lindy, and Emily in the end chose to solve world hunger. Tala, Lindy, and Emily. You got all three of those. There's two extra people that chose world hunger. Q. Yeah. And who? give me the options again. It's, it's Sperry, Zach, options. and Jeremy. Yep, Sperry, Zach, Jeremy, and Dennis. And Dennis. I'm going to go with Dennis as well. Yes, Dennis also. Because I don't know Dennis very well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> and then the other three, I assume, took the chef. Yep, Sperry, Jeremy, Zach, and Connor actually voted for this one as well. Oh, nice. Uh, virgin there. Yes, all voted for personal chef, as long with me and you. So does that tie it up? That's 6-5. No, oh, we, have six six we have six people with personal chefs, and five people who wanted that's to solve world hunger. That's the closest one, right? I think so. That's definitely the most Counting, counting hours, that's counting the closest hours, one. Counting hours, that is, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, that is it. That is my 
That's sad. Okay. So, yeah. How was that? That was... That flew. I think it did fly, but let's see. One, uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, eight, counting the monkey one. And insider baseball here. Did you come up with all of these, or did you get them off of like online? Uh, I got some of them off. The snail dilemma one wasn't mine. The gorilla one was obviously Quentin's. The penis one I was not mine. Um, the fork and spoons I thought of, but I'm sure that's been argued before. Uh, the Midas touch was one that I made. Uh, snail dilemma. The world hunger and chef one was one that I made. Oh really? Yeah. I like that one. That was good. That was, good. That was creative. I just, wanted to, I just wanted to call some people out be like, you selfish assholes. But I would also take the chef. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's me. So, that's... I think that's the pod that's at that point. Yeah, I'll check the time real quick. I think we're at like 130, 140. Oh. But we have a bit to cut out, obviously. No, that's fair. From when I... But, yeah, no, we did three things in this pod. We did the WrestleMania, the EVO, and the... Yeah, just to recap, we talked about our WrestleMania results. We showed some Yu-Gi-Oh cards to Wes, the, the virgin of Yu-Gi-Oh. Except for Potagree. Except for Potagree, he knew that. <laughs> and we talked about some moral dilemmas and would you rathers. Yes. Let us know what you think on the would you rather moral dilemmas. Yeah, if you weren't in that chat, let us know. Yeah, on on Instagram at the Bush to the West. On do we have a Facebook? I don't know if we have. I don't a think Facebook. we have a Facebook. Oh, we have a Facebook. Maybe we'll set up a Facebook. That's I don't know why we don't. That's weird. Yeah, that's fair. We have Twitter, um, but we don't have Facebook. I think we have a TikTok. Which I we think do. you said you might be putting some of the chats on the TikTok. I think I will just, yeah, I'm just going to screenshot the chats and do like a quick little thing and just post them on there. Okay. So yeah, we do have a TikTok. We have an Instagram. We have a Twitter, which I think all of these are just Bush to the West or the Bush to the West, depending on character yeah, limit. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have a YouTube, which we're going to be uploading more videos very soon. Like yes. I said, we're going to probably honestly clip out the Yu-Gi-Oh thing and get that edited priority. Relatively quick. Yeah. Because that's fairly that easy. That go up same time close to this podcast yeah and we have one done that we've had it on private we're probably just gonna upload that soon too yeah i think that's combat phase of episode two, two yeah that's probably gonna go up soon which was which was movie versus tv shows movie versus tv shows yeah. yes it was um what else we have a few other things or no video games versus tv shows video games versus tv shows right. yes movies were not a winner Right, we were like in the beginning. We either chose... either one of those would beat. Yes. Yeah. Movies was just an underdog in those situations. Exactly, which is weird to say. That yeah. Movies is an underdog, but that's just how it is now. Yeah, even though movies in theaters are making a bit of a comeback or a resurgence, so to yeah. say. Yeah. Um, I felt like we had more stuff, so just keep an eye on YouTube and and the social medias, and uh, I'm sure we'll keep you updated. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a merch store soon. That would be cool if we do. That would be cool. So you know, keep an eye out. Yeah. And thank you for watching. This has been Bush to the West, episode 11, 10, 10, episode 10, sorry. Episode 10 of? Bush to the West. Oh. Bro Talk. Bro yeah, Talk. This is episode 10 of Bro Talk <laughs> featuring the Bush to the West. Hmm. Is that called colonize? What called colonize? Go back. Colorize. <laughs> <laughs>